Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens around them. What are we talking about? Kids. We're talking about kids. Get it all off your chest, babe. Oh, man. If possible. Uh, I got a lot of chest. (laughs) You got a lot of of kid stuff weighing yourself down lately. Oh, my gosh. Although I think think we've been processing so much of it that... But anyhow, the kids... Because, you know, we have such a unusual, you know... Mm-hmm. Lifestyle here. Oh of, yes, our queer agenda yeah. of you know raising children, feeding them, making them behave, hoping that they turn out to be somewhat functional as adults, doing our best to ensure that. Well, well, let's just face it. We're we're parenting two special needs boys and a girl. What do you want from us? Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> So special needs have been a little extra evident lately. T- talk about kid trouble. Oh, kid trouble. Um, let's start with number one, I guess, and work our way down. That's how we usually do, I think. Uh, number one, who is autistic and has a really bad case of teenager. Lately, he had been acting out, and I think we had mentioned before that he was he had gotten himself into a lot of trouble and had some really just stupid choices that we really needed to squash. And so we had him on a behavior contract. Right. And he, he's he's going to make stupid choices. We know that because he's a teenager. Well, and he, he stopped making those stupid choices. He did. In the meantime. Yes. Because that was a, sp- a special grouping of stupid choices. It kind of was. And so, you know, we're realistic parents. We understand that our kids are going to do stupid things and... That's just part of growing up, and it's our job as parents to enforce appropriate consequences for the stupid things they do and hope that they don't do them again. (laughs) Uh, Okay, keep going. And so, yeah, we had given number one a behavior contract to help him not make as many stupid choices and Try to, we wanted to help him correct the stupid choices he was making and make some choices that we could all enjoy better by yes. him getting his privileges and us not pulling our hair out and banging our heads on walls and other hard things. Yes, we were trying to incentivize appropriate choices yes. and good self motivated, responsible behaviors. This is this now I understand what's wrong. This is quite a stretch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, oh. That's a mouthful right there. That's a stretch. But yeah. we're gonna go for it anyway, because that's how we are. That's that's we just ex- what needs to be done. It and, needs to be done. And his therapist was on board and his psychiatrist was on board and you know everybody including even his dad which was kind of bizarre that his dad was on board with something that I had suggested but when I think dad realized that the therapist and psychiatrist were on board he realized he was outgunned and outmanned and didn't literally want, he didn't want to look bad probably no 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 So everybody was on board with this behavior contract, and basically there are stages of, 
you earn this privilege for this much behavior and you earn the next privilege for the next amount of behavior. And he had almost earned his way out of a stage and all of a sudden decided that he was going to be sneaky little bastard. <laughs> I, I don't often hear you say that, so it makes me laugh. Yeah. It's because we're always in front of kids and we bite our tongues at certain words that only go on inside your my head, your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we... We've learned to self-filter fairly well in front of the children, but yes, he was just being a little asshat. <laughs> he was not getting his schoolwork done, decided that all he wanted to do in class was just sit there and stare at the wall, at the ceiling, out the window, sometimes at the insides of his eyelids. All day long. All day long. That's what, I mean, that's an amazing and task the, right there. The school he's at is not... You know, terribly rigorous. They're especially not for him. No, he's his academic competency would be very high if he would have the work effort to go with it. But he doesn't, and he just sits there and stares. And unfortunately for us, we, he seems to have no work ethic at all. Although we are still going to try to conjure some up somehow in there. We insist. You will have work ethic. We are the parents. You will be assimilated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's going to resist to the very last, though. And so it, it, this last week we took him to the therapist, and therapist was in there with him. And I'm sitting outside of the session out in the hallway where I usually sit. And it's pretty soundproof. If they get loud, you can hear it. But... I heard him just burst out laughing two or three times, and I'm the wondering... therapist? No. Number one child was just... Laughing? Laughing. Aloud? Aloud. Oh, my gosh. Very, very loud. I didn't and know that could happen. It was that great wow. autistic absolute outburst like he's surprising himself by laughing. Cool. It was kind of fun. Yeah, because we haven't heard much of that lately. No, we haven't. And so I'm thinking, oh, this is going well if he's, you know, in there laughing with his therapist. And then about halfway through his session time, the therapist opens the door and okay, time to trade. Mom, your turn. And number one comes out and sits on the couch by me and gestures for me to go in with the therapist. And I'm thinking, this is wrong. Um, okay. I go in with the therapist, and the therapist looks at me and says, What are we going to do with this kid? And I said, You got me? <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's what we're paying you for. <laughs> uh, what are your goals? What are your long-term goals for, for your child? What do you feel that he should be able to accomplish? What What are you trying to help him accomplish with the behavior contract and with your rules in your home? And, and the answer, the only answer I could come up with is he needs to learn how to function within a given cultural system, whether it's a family or a job or a school. The system is there. And it's not his natural bent to function within it, but he's going to have to adapt somehow. Right. 
And therapist looks at me and says, that's a very good goal. I'm glad he thinks so. <laughs> so I was a little bit confused, thinking, why are you asking me this? We've talked about this before. Yes, it's a good goal. Was teen teenager in there balking about your insistence that he meet some criteria in order to get his pri privileges back? Because, uh, you know, that is a likely thing for a teenager to do. It My is. mother wants me to follow these rules, and I don't see the point of them. Oh, yes, he never sees the point in anything. No. What's the point of this? Why are we doing this? So, at this point, it becomes clearer and clearer to me that the therapist is just as boggled as any of the rest of us. Right. And, and that, that whole... I don't see the point of this is not, in particular, it's not just related to therapy. It's related to anything. Why do we wash the dishes? Why do we eat off of them? Why do we put them away after they come out of the dishwasher? I don't see the point of this. Why am I cleaning up the dog mess out of the yard? I don't see the point. They're just going to do it again tomorrow. Right. Why do I wash my face? I don't see the point of that. It's just going to get dirty again tomorrow. Yes. And of course, uh, your your answer, and this was probably over a year ago, was, why do I feed you? You're just going to be hungry again. <laughs> and he, he did stop that for a little bit. Yes, he yeah. did. He did. So, but the therapist is even just as confused as any of the rest of us at this point, and, you know, sort of hunting for an angle of approach, hoping for some other clue or some other hint from me or from teachers. And we're all just a little bit lost at this point by his absolute insistence on utter and absolute nothingness. Yes. Yes. And I just had a thought that uh, some, some, People want to send their kids to boot camp. I'd, I'd like to see, uh, like a, a boot camp for autistic kids because whatever the hell it is, the way they're thinking can't seem to help him. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's failing. He's failing seventh grade and that's a big problem. He did because he doesn't need to. Right. And cognitively, he's, beyond their level emotionally he's he's not that's and the problem. so he he just has decided to sit everywhere and do absolutely nothing mm -hmm. and so i don't know that's where we're at with number one we're hoping that it'll get better but it's still in process number two is also a process yes number two is process but we we have some progress Yay, progress. We have some progress, at least with the system that we're dealing with, which, oh. you know, is his insurance. and uh, So a little bit of background information. Number two son, who's, who's had some delays and difficulties. Uh, recently his school said, well, we could have someone come in and observe him, someone who's familiar with, you know, di these different types of difficulties and sensory problems and, you know, what what are the sources of, of different types of problems and issues that kids are doing. And mm -hmm. So she did. She came in 
and she works for uh, the state uh, child and adolescent services. So she came in and she had some good feedback and basically said he needs an OT evaluation. Occupational therapy. Occupational therapy evaluation. So, but his insurance requires that the doctor get one, so we had to get the doctor's appointment and get there. And Obviously, as I'm describing this, it's a huge pain in the ass to me because it's such a waste of time to make a six-year-old sit at the doctor so I can go in and say, hey, we need this referral, and then she can send her approval of that to the referral person who happened to be out for a week. Oh. And we had to sit around hoping we wouldn't lose a slot at the therapy place. And so we did finally get through all this not insurance nonsense and hoops of wibbly wobbly things that change shape when you're trying to get through them and such. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Like timey wimey things only worse. <laughs> and we got to an OT evaluation. Uh-huh. And he qualifies for OT. <gasps> I know, huh? Shocking. The great part is that the people are going to help know it, and they're going to tell the insurance, and then we can do it. Oh. And then what was really funny is we, we also went to a physical therapy evaluation, because for some reason the doctor wrote this on the paper, too, and it was all on the same paper, so we're just going to do what's on there and not have a problem with making sure everything is covered, all our bases are covered. So um, so our, our six-year-old operates uh, physically at a between seven-and-a-half and eight-and-a-half-year-old level. As far as physical coordination, gross motor coordination, yes, yes. physical balance, strength. Balance was at seven-and-a-half. Everything else was at eight-something. Mm-hmm. Uh, strength, agility, um you know, all those we, other we did all these therapy. testing and hopping and walking on lines and jumping and all kinds of crazy stuff. And, uh, yeah, basically the guy said what everybody says. You've got an athlete on your hands. Yep. Does he play ball? I say no, because that's after bedtime. Yes. And we don't play that. No. Because <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he doesn't do good after bedtime. So, anyhow, we have this lined up for him. Yes. And uh, this this should be a great thing because he's going to mm-hmm. start first grade. He is going to start first and grade. Both of our kids are, are changing schools. Yes, and getting them registered for school. They've been at a private school up through uh, this past year. So he, he's in kindergarten. He's finishing kindergarten, and she is finishing pre-K. Yes. And he's the athlete, and she's the bookworm princess. And getting them registered for public school now has been a huge nightmare, which I should have expected because I work for the public school. Yes. And I know how the process works, and I know just how obnoxiously convoluted it is, especially when you've had your child in a private school to get their academics certified and have them evaluated that they're appropriately We, we weren't even for. doing that. I, I wished you had stole the forms from your school and brought them home and filled them out so we didn't have to fill them out again and again and again. Oh my gosh, you have to register online and you have to put all of your information in 
Then you have to go stand in line. Then you have to go at stand in line. At the right time and the right day, which yes. is always after you were supposed to be at work. Yes, because we live in one of those states where if we're in the United States, if you're listening from anywhere else, and education is run on a state-by-state basis, and in our state, it's one of many states where the funding for education is questionable at best and abysmal more often. So you, you're in basically a lottery for the good slots in a school. I just can't believe that, but yes, uh, yeah. I, know, I know it. And so to get number two number three into the right kindergarten if she's going to go with number two to the new school at the same time we wanted to move both of them on because number two's schooling at the private school only goes up through kindergarten right if he's going to go on to first grade he either has to go to the public school or go to a different private school we don't want to pay for any more private well school. no and, and the school is conveniently located and other other folks, other family members, and and supportive family, extended family type people mm-hmm. are available to to uh, assist with that. So it's much more, you know. And the overall, pu- it's convenient to have them there, and it's affordable. Yeah, and the public school that our children are zoned for, that our address is slated for, is actually a really good school. But again, if you want in the best program, you have to be there at 8 o'clock on the very first day of registration. And after a certain number of days, or I think it's even just that first day, I could be wrong about this. I don't know when they take cutoffs for that lottery, but they take all the names of the kindergartners that have registered and pick names until they've filled the roster. So And everybody else is SOL. They are. They are. They get the not-so-good kindergarten, and it's kind of sad. But that's where we live. And and you, they did ask, they asked you your second choice, and we made it clear our second choice was private school. So yeah, if we couldn't get her in, we, we need her to have a an all-day, you know, regular scheduled kindergarten. Yeah. Not some thing where she has to go back and forth on the bus all over the place and Mm-mm. have a really chopped up day. Mm-mm. So no, not worth it. So getting the kids registered for that, not only did we have to then register them online, then we had to go and wait in line because we wanted the good program at 8 a.m. on a Monday morning when I'm supposed to be at work by 8.30. And... George, you were wonderful. You took all the forms and filled them out after I had to leave. I sat there with all the mommies who were swearing about forms. <gasps> oh. I was swearing under my breath because there were children present. There were. Yes. And you're, you're, you're a better parent than I probably would have been. I probably would have been swearing at them anyway. And so not only did we have to put all of our information in the online registry, but I, then... I didn't want it to take longer. He had to put all that exact same information again on these paper forms. And, and I didn't do the online, so I had to keep texting you and say, what's, their, what's her dad's address? What's this? What's that? Where's the doctor's address? Because I, I don't been, know these things. Right. And if I, had, 
Of course not. It's <laughs> not dad stuff. I don't know anything. Tell me what I'm doing. <laughs> we'll talk about what you're doing later. <laughs> Give me that look. <laughs> I wish you guys could see his facial expressions. He's great. Um, so, yeah, he's texting me, what's the answer to this question? And what should I write in this box? And what's this address? And who's this emergency contact and what's their phone number and I didn't do too bad. No, you did pretty good actually. Yeah. I only so. had a few few questions, but got the forms turned in. Oh, I didn't I didn't uh for, first I had a ridiculous snafu. What was your rid- Oh. <laughs> uh, it was very embarrassing. It was. After standing in line all that time with the papers in my hand, do you think I looked at what papers I had in my hand? No, I did not look at what papers I had in my hand. You took the envelope of papers from your car that you thought was the envelope of papers that you needed from your car. Yes, I did. And I was wrong. <laughs> yep. Tell our friends what papers you had. I, I handed the uh, handed to the school ad, an admin person my... Surgery consultation papers. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe I just did that. That's okay. I'm sure that she just looked at it and said, this is not right, and handed it back. I, I would think so. If she looked at it like I do, obviously she didn't know what was going on because I'm handing her the wrong thing. She's she's looking for where are the shot records because these are supposed to be shot records. And I'm like, oh, get the paper back. And... um I'm, I have forms to fill out and things to do. I don't have time to bang my head against something hard Mm-mm. for feeling like a <laughs> fool. I, I'm not good at looking at things and making sure the words are correct. So Words are not your thing. It's not my thing. And I didn't look for the picture either because it was the wrong format. It was right. not little boxes of filled-in things. It so, was a letter anyhow. Here right. you go, Miss Secretary. I'm oh. having surgery. Oh, <laughs> My kid needs his shots. Oh, sorry. Oh, those are in the car. I'll get those for you. Oops. So, yeah, we got everything in, and we got a. I got a call, even though all of your information, and I know it's your information because I put it on the forms. <laughs> all of your information for our number three child is on those forms. And who do they contact? Dad. They leave me a voicemail. Stepdad. Stepdad. My number is the last number on any of those forms. And they were giving you such a hard time and both of us such a hard time about being the other child's parents because legally number two is yours, legally number three is mine. And and then they just... they The secretary person was making absolutely certain that you had only number two's papers and I had only number three's papers. And, and so who do they call to let us know that number three got into the good kindergarten? Me. They, yeah. they call me yes. and leave me a voicemail. And then I text you and they say, did they call you? And you say, about what? So then I have to tell you to call them. And they do the same thing with number one's information. Oh, they they did it. They did it uh, the last two years. They send me the emails. They send me emails too. You now they do. They they didn't the first time. The first, the first year, year they, they did didn't. And, and I wasn't even the step-parent then. I was just the extra parent. You were, yeah, you were in the household and you were the parent of a child who at that time we were looking at getting number two into the good kindergarten, but he didn't make it, so we pulled him out and sent him to private school instead. Right. This is the tedious 
life we live. Obviously, it's completely scandalous. Oh my goodness, with little kids' birthday parties every freaking weekend. And getting our kids into the right schools. And And it's really just public school. It's not like a... It is not supposed to be a big deal. But there you have it. Mm. So there's our queer agenda. There's our big, fat queer agenda. Oh my goodness. Aren't we scary? (laughs) Parenting is scary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Too late now. (laughs) Who thought this was a good idea? I don't know. Mm. So, okay. So that that's all. All our kid stuff has been going on, and, and we've probably talked for longer oh. than ever before. So any anything else you wanted to add there? Anything else about the kids? Um, number two is going to need the IEP with the public school when he gets into first. But... Yeah, they won't let us schedule that yet because it's not the school year. No. We have to wait for the, for the official school year to start. Oh. They made that quite clear. Holy fuck. <laughs> And I did call the person who does the scheduling for the first grade assessment and entry exam. There's a first grade effing entry exam. And she said, no, I don't think we need to get the IEP. They'll handle that when he gets to the school. And I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. That's all I can do. Uh, They're going to take him. There's a freaking first grade entrance exam. (laughs) Why the hell is there a first grade entrance exam? Holy crap. I'll let you know if I get to see what it is. That would be good. Yeah. I I work for the school district. I don't even know what the heck is on this exam. I've asked kindergarten teachers. I've asked first grade teachers. They don't even know what's on the exam. Well, I'll let you know if I find out. I'm going to spill the whole thing. And you'll hear it here first. That's right. Breaking news on Transpantastic. The first grade assessment exam. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. Are we done? That I'd like to be done with kids. They're sleeping. Yes, we can be done with kids now. I love them, and I'm so glad they're getting all their rest. Amen. They need it. And their teachers need them to have it. Oh, do yeah. they ever. All right. Okay, so... That's um, it? That it? That's it. Okay. All right. We can be found on the web at transpantastic.blogspot.com and you can email us at transpantastic at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, and so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm going to have to get some fun uh, sound effect to plug in there. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah, I like that.